0: Hey, everybody, before jumping into this week's episode, just want to call attention to a brand new ebook that we have that our team actually put together based on some of the podcasts that we've had with top producers. Each person in this ebook is going to reveal their most successful tips that are working for them in their
1: business. Yeah, you're going to want to check this out. If you want referrals, which we all want more referrals, this ebook literally outlines some of the best tips that I have heard. You're going to hear from people like Glenda Baker, Barb Betts, Dan Allison. All these people are top producers in their own craft and they're sharing their secrets. So don't miss out on this ebook. Yeah, to get that ebook and learn from these top producers that are
0: taking action in their business, visit ReminderMedia.com slash Top Producers. So all one word, it's ReminderMedia.com slash Top Producers. And now this week's episode Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less. My name is Josh Dyke. And I'm Luke Akery. We're going to talk about something uh, very near and dear, I think, to your heart today, Luke, which is- There's a lot of (laughs) things near and dear to my heart. (laughs) Well, it's always connected to sales. Look, a good script is imperative to your sales success, but you don't want to sound like a robot reading off a sheet of paper, which is why you need a framework or a funnel to work within to allow for a two-way conversation. But while you're engaging your prospect in conversation, You are the one controlling the pace and the direction of the call. That's why we've developed this eight-step sales process here in our own company that we've used on probably millions, well, easily millions of calls. And it's something that you can implement in your own business with a little bit of guidance and planning. So what we're going to be talking about today is really, I guess, a funnel. We almost call it the sales funnel. So this is when you get a prospect on the phone and you're able to deliver your pitch, you've made connection with them, you've made that first contact with them. And you actually have a chance to present your value proposition, what, present what you actually offer. And we kind of break it down into eight steps. Now, we'll give you a little bit of examples from our own pitch, sure. because that's going to make it the most relatable, the easiest way to explain some of this yeah. uh, to everybody. Keep in mind, we're doing a lot of B2B. Yeah. So the impression from the people that we're speaking to, whether it's an internet lead or it's a cold lead, is always tell me what you've got so I can know if I need it for my business or not. So this will change a little bit based on your industry. Uh, we'd love to maybe do a breakdown of other types yeah. of uh, prospecting calls, maybe in real estate, maybe in financial. If you guys have any ideas, make sure to comment on the YouTube video so that we can uh, get something together for that for you. But this eight step, I'll do a run through real quick, and then we'll go through it. It's your intro. It's what you do, how you do it, why it works, button up, pricing, final thought, and then ask for the order. So the biggest thing that everyone has to overcome first is of course, that yes, intro. intro. I
1: always tell people, well, there's the debate always is, it's like, do you say the words or is the, is it a framework? And I've always cited on the side of it's a framework. Like I want to give the basketball player the fundamentals, the framework of basketball, but let them finesse on the court where some people they're, they're more strict when it comes to sales process. Like you got to say these exact words. I'm just not there because I think sales is so much just personality, so much emotion-driven connection and all that stuff. Then the other piece that I always share with people about sales when I'm training them is like, there's the two hard parts of a sale. One is earning the right to pitch, which is the intro. And the second is getting the order. Everything in between, you need to do well but it doesn't matter if you're selling pens, fertilizer, real estate, you know, annuities. It doesn't matter. It's like you got to earn that right to pitch and then you got to close that deal. And in the middle, you're just giving the value. Prop. You think there's a lot of people selling fertilizer on the phone? I don't know. I, 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 I use the fertilizer example from? all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But the intro, the intro is one of the hardest things because you're trying to earn the right, especially in our uh, business, because we're cold calling people. So we're trying to earn the right within the first kind of 30 seconds. The key that I always share with people about the intro when I frame it up for them is the the best intros have leverage in them. So when we give an intro, a lot of times what we're trying to do is we're trying to leverage data that we know about that person in order to grab 30 seconds of their time. Now, we're lucky in our business that a lot of times we're working with somebody that's close by in the area, maybe in their own office, maybe their manager had us do a presentation. It's kind of like circle
0: prospecting, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we did. It is exactly like circle prospecting for real estate. You know there's a listing that's on 1100 First Avenue. So why not call all the properties around 1100 First Avenue and you use that as your your leverage point? Yeah, that's
0: really the first one is what is your leverage point? Is it a referral? Is this someone that uh, you got as a referral? Is it an internet lead past client? each one of those will create a different intro. And I think that it's so important to make sure that you have a different intro for each. And it's not just a blanket intro for all of them, because that's ultimately
1: what's going to get you at least into that next phase. LinkedIn is a great way to find leverage too. on people Or social media, like things they've been posting about, things that they're into. Uh, LinkedIn has that famous thing of like, Josh knows, you know, Ariel. So Josh can introduce you, you know, and so you can use that because our leverage point on our intro is, Hey, Josh, my name's Luke. Actually reason for my call is I work with XYZ or Hey, your manager had us out to your office. Not sure if you caught that. And then you, you hear their answer and they go, well, Hey, let me frame it up for you in 30 seconds. That's another key to the intro is one of the things that people hate about cold calling is they don't know how long this salesperson is going to keep them on the phone. Mm. Like what I teach all of my my people is like, you got to put yourself in the shoes of the prospect. The prospect, when they receive a phone call and they know all of a sudden that this person might be selling me something, they want to know, okay, speak until you stop so I can either hang up on you or tell you I'm not interested. So you've got to tell them, hey, let me set the precedence of this call. Hey, let me take 30 seconds and frame up for you what I'm doing. Like on conferences, at the conferences that we go to, a lot of times I'll go, let me give you my best 15 second elevator pitch yep. <laughs> because everybody will give you that time if you set the precedence yeah right and then it's up to you personality wise and how well you get that pitch out in order to keep them a couple of things you want to keep in mind during your
0: intros you want to understand the pain points of the of yes. the prospects that you're calling so that's something that obviously you want to go through and really identify what are if you're doing b2b what are some of the pain points in the industry that that person's working if you're doing b2c and you're you're calling on real estate leads Understand the pain points of their market, of their area. Right now, obviously, a big pain point is, well, not for sellers. That's yeah, not yeah. a big pain point for sellers is uh, is low inventory, but for mm-hmm. buyers. Right? That's going to be a big pain point right, right there. So you want to have an objection uh, covered for that right away. You've got, uh, also, this is the time where you're going to be doing some of your discovery questions. Yeah, So you're going to be doing some probing questions to understand. Some of the ones that we ask is how many years have you been in the business? How large is your database? Like some of those things that give you an idea of where to take the next uh, set here. That then leads you into your bridge question, yep. which is sort of this idea of if I could show you blank, would you have two minutes for me? Yeah, Almost your same thing as like, can I give you my best 15 second elevator pitch, one whatever we, it takes to get you to your value proposition. One of the
1: keys in our discovery process when we're asking questions is we ask it in a way that's kind of like a takeaway mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, let me ask you a couple of questions to see if this even makes sense. <laughs> right. Because all of a sudden it, that lowers people's guards when you're like, Hey, I don't have to sell you or I, 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 this might not make sense for you, but let me, let me frame it up for you and see if this actually makes sense by asking you a couple questions. Yeah.
0: So then that's going to get into your value proposition. And we do, we break this down through what we do, how yeah. we do it this and why it works. This has just worked well for us. <laughs> this has just worked well. So you want to very quickly to deliver what it is, uh, what it is that you do and link that back to the pain point. And this is really developing very succinctly. Here's what I offer, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what or what I help my clients achieve is really mm-hmm. kind of the more idea it's what's the result that will you yep. will uh you'll receive from working with me. That then links into how you do it. This is going to be an explanation of your product or service again very So for ours it's um, what we do is we help uh, clients connect with the top relationships Key that are relationships driving their businesses. Their business, yeah. The way that we do that is with a beautiful 48-page publication, American Lifestyle yep. Magazine. That then leads us into, well, why does that work? Why would a magazine work? Why mm-hmm. would your service work? Why ours works is because it gets past the trash can, mm-hmm. lands on the coffee table, people perceive it as a gift, and then naturally want to reciprocate, putting you in the present, or presence of opportunity for those referrals or repeat transactions. So that's the why part. Why it actually works. You want to reinforce your services with why your system or process works, and then ultimately why they should choose you. And if you do it right, it really becomes a circle. What we do is help people connect with uh, their top relationships to earn more referrals. Yep. We do it with a magazine. It works because it gets past the trash can, yep. ultimately keeping you top of mind
1: and earning more referrals. And more referrals. And it's exponential growth. One key point I would say when you're looking through your like your what, how, why, is we always do it as in like, the why is the biggest part of your pitch. It's the reason why people will buy. The how is the smallest part of your pitch because the, the saying goes, features tell value sells. Yeah. Right? Type idea. So you want to spend as little time as possible on the features because it's not the feature set necessarily that they're actually buying. It's the solution to their problem, which is the why. Yes. So you're going to frame up, here's what we do. And guess what? There's a lot of companies that probably do what you do, potentially if you're in a competitive space here's how we do it, but here's why it works. Here's why you should use me. And a lot of times I'll say, here's the number one reason agents choose to work with me. And then when I set up, right, I'm trying to make it very, very, like almost like a power statement of here's the number one reason why people choose to work with me. And then it gets everybody's attention and I deliver. Then at that point, hey, look, most marketing, when you get to the mailbox, gets thrown away. But when people pull this out, they don't throw it away. They bring it in. They set it on their coffee table, blah, 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 blah. And I share with them our value proposition at that point. And then I tie it back to in that why, I tie it back to the fundamental thing that they want. So for us, it's they want a way to keep in touch with their database, to drive referrals and to make sure they never lose that business. That's what we solidify in our what. Hey, I want you to think about your database right now. I want you to think about following up with them. I want you to think about getting referrals. I want you to think about repeat transactions. This is what we're setting up for them and going you know you need to do that the question is not should you it's just how yeah how do you do it the most effectively then you walk into the how and you give a little bit of the how but then you go here's the number one reason why people choose to work with me and keep in mind in a pitch a pitch has fatigue the key in pitching is knowing that a call is going to get fatigue and you can lose a deal just purely on fatigue Fordham. not yeah <laughs> not even on the fact that your pitch sucks besides the fact that it was too long so it's key that you're going, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's here's what I do. Here's how I do it. Here's the number one reason why you should work with me. Knowing that when you get to this next phase, yeah, you want questions to come up. You don't want to over-explain so you can actually get engagement.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, you want to look at what your key differentiator is. Figure that out. It doesn't have to be... I feel like sometimes people think that like their unique value proposition or their key differentiator has to be innovative or mind-blowing no. or something completely new. It can be something that is just really sets you apart that you really focus on in your business, whether it's the experience with your clients, whether it's getting top dollar for their home, whether it's, I've got a list, you know, an inventory of homes that I can get you uh, to show you before they even go on the market. Like that's where you want to find your key uh, differentiator, which will ultimately lead to what you're talking about. And that is people will then start asking questions about the how, right? They're going to start asking questions and this comes into the button up phase where you want to prompt them with what questions do they have as it relates back to your value proposition. You
1: basically tell them, hey, I threw a lot at you. I know I've probably triggered some questions. What questions do you have? I want to make a key point though on the value proposition that I think will resonate with people. Like for us, what's our unique value proposition? Ultimately, like we have a couple different things we say all the time, but most of it is driven off of quality. Yeah, But it's really hard to close a deal basically saying, we're the the highest highest quality. quality. (laughs) Especially with someone who's never seen the product. So the key is- Trust us, it's good. Yeah, with your value proposition, you're tying it back to the result they want. We have the highest quality, which results in what? It results when the consumer, when your client pulls it out of the mailbox, they don't throw it away. Mm. And because they don't throw it away, they bring it into their home and they set it on the coffee table, the countertop, the bedside table. And guess what? You understand the power of branding. Oh, that's another key point to sales. Always put into the person's mind what you want them to think by basically doing a leading type thing where it goes, oh, I know you get this already, Josh. You understand the power of branding. If you're on someone's coffee table for four weeks and they see your face every single day when they go out the door, when they sit down on their couch, who are they going to think of when it comes to real estate? They're going to think of you. Keep in mind, our value proposition is quality. We don't get thrown away. We land on the coffee table because we land on the coffee table. Here's the result. And because they think of you, guess what? You're going to get the referral. You're going to get the repeat business it's tying back your value proposition to the result that that client wants that's really the key versus saying we're the best or we have the highest quality or you know i sell the most homes or whatever it is it's tying it back what does that consumer want yeah 100% and this should ultimately
0: then once you've gotten through all those questions so there's going to be a lot of questions this should ultimately get you through to the point where you can deliver pricing now if you're selling a product or you're selling a, a subscription or something like that you're going to have a pricing this is going to be sort of the nuts and bolts of hey let me grab grab a pen let me yeah, kind grab of walk you through the pricing if you are selling a service, right? You're Maybe it's a contract with somebody. Maybe you're selling a listing, like you're trying yeah. to get the listing um, from, the, from the seller. Uh, this would be where a lot of the details, I
1: guess, of the deal yeah. come into play. So use the methodology of KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Meaning like the problem whenever I see with salespeople, when it gets to pricing or anything that has to do with like the setup of walking people through is they overcomplicate their pricing. And it seems they like they're trying to hide it when they Exactly. Do yeah. Make it super simple and make it so it's really bite-sized and easy. You can do this even with long contracts. You can make it simple. You can walk people through exactly where you need their okay. And you can explain to them exactly what they're signing in full transparency uh, on the open, which actually builds trust. But so many people, they confuse the heck out of their prospect by throwing out all the different incentives, all the different price points, yeah. and then the prospect's sitting there confused. And guess what happens when people get confused? Lack of clarity means they're not going to buy. Um, the grab a pen technique. So telling
0: yes. the, the prospect, hey, grab a pen and write this down yeah, write this is down.
1: so crucial from the standpoint of it's
0: tactile, right? So the person is now engaging not only their, their ears, what they're listening to, but actually their brain because they're having to translate that. Mm to actually writing it down. But the other thing it does is just solidifies, hopefully, the simplicity in what you're offering. And, and how that engaged like. that person
1: is. Yeah. If they don't go grab a pen, you know, <laughs> and not that, I mean, not everybody's going to grab a pen, but you know there's a level of engagement there. If someone says, yeah, hang on one second, let me grab a pen, you go, oh, they're actually listening, they're engaged. It's a check-in point too. All right. So before we
0: actually get to ask for the order, which is the last step, we always do a final thought. So explain what the kind of final thought idea, the psychology behind that is.
1: Yeah. So the final thought is our technique to transition to asking for the order without asking for the order. And the idea here is to reiterate to people the main value. And we wrap up with them in our sale specifically by hitting on the head, the fear that people naturally have when it comes to buying marketing which everybody out there in the marketing game tends to sell a magic formula. If you do this, I'm going to get you this. This is why people uh, poop on, I was going to say a bad word, poop on lead generating (laughs) companies and stuff like that. So we hit that nail on the head and we just go, hey, I'm going to leave with the final thought. And we do a takeaway. This is not a magic formula. Mm. If you're expecting to send out our product and have deals rain for the sky, don't do this, right? Because that's not how this works. What this is, is it's a tool. It's a tool that puts you in the presence of opportunity to do the most important thing in your business. And we then walk them through exactly what they need to do when they use our product. When this magazine hits mailboxes, pick up the phone and call the people. We're going to teach you how to make that phone call. And we teach them the two questions they need to ask in order to get business. And what this does is it, one, solidifies the value proposition does a takeaway to bring down the guard of going like, look, I'm not desperate to earn your business. I don't want you to feel any commission breath here. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you think in a magic formula, don't sign up for this. This is a tool and we then lay out a specific plan that shows them exactly what they need to do in order to make this work. And then here's the key part. Our final thought allows us to ask for the order without asking for the order. And we go, we do this, we go, when you send this out, and I tell my sales guys all the time, not if, when you send this out, Josh, would you be willing to pick up the phone and do what I just walked you through? Of course. And they always say, well, yeah, of course I would do that. Perfect, man. If you're willing to do that, this is icing (laughs) on the cake. Let me do this. Let me get you set up for your welcome call. Now, don't panic. You don't need anything ready right away. We're going to walk you through everything. And we immediately transition. You just said yes to the order because you just said yes to the plan. Yeah. Knowing that you're probably still not going to buy. I'm still going to get an objection but it's smooth transition right into the order.
0: Yeah. So then that's asking, the next step then obviously is asking for the order and don't stop at one ask, right? I'd be curious how
1: many of our clients who are on the (laughs) phone right now, are on the phone, on the podcast right now who have been on the phone with us have this process they've walked through because this is our process and it's worked really, really well because it smoothly lays out for people the exact value they're going to get from using us and it makes it easier for them to understand and say yes yeah. to the order.
0: So when you do ask for the order obviously we train everyone i think everyone needs to be implementing this in their business is that first ask you might not get the order mm-hmm. that's where you need to have a transition in place where you can do that second ask and i think we do
1: three. Yeah, three minimum ask, three minimum ask. Yeah. So when you're when you're presenting it you got to know that you're probably going to get an objection at least in our business and it's natural. And we have a- couple podcasts on objections. Yeah, you have to because we we have a whole framework, acknowledge, isolate, overcome, which is this idea of, look, you're definitely going to get an objection and understand the reason why someone doesn't buy is because they don't quite see the value enough to outweigh their fear of the purchase. Yeah. And that's okay. So, you're in an education game in sales. You have to educate and show the value more than the fear of this actually not working or the fear of whatever the price point is or whatever their fear is at that point, you've got to get your value higher than that. So you want to enter into the framework of acknowledge, isolate, overcome. And we have a whole podcast on that that you can check out.
0: So there you go. There's our eight-step sales process, anatomy of a sales call that you can start implementing in your business today. Take those eight steps and try and start building them out. What are your intros going to be for your different leverage points? What do you provide How do you provide it? And then ultimately, the most important thing, why does that matter to the person that you're speaking to? The rest, if you get past that, is pretty easy. Button (laughs) up pricing, final thought, ask for order. Uh, And then comment in the YouTube video if you've tried this or if you've implemented any of this into your business and what you've seen about that. So thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And since we basically gave you your sales pitch, I want to throw out a special offer for everybody listening today. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com slash offer to check out what we do here at Reminder Media. Uh, You can request kind of, it's just a consultation call. So someone will kind of call you up. They might use this framework on you, but definitely let them know you're a Stay Paid listener and they will be able to answer any of the questions that you have there. If you're looking for ways to support the show, we'd love it if you'd head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a five-star review as long as a comment to let us know how we're doing. Course, you can get the podcast on every podcast player. We're on Spotify, we're on our Heart Radio, we're on Google Play, we're on we're everywhere. Potify. Potify. I'm sure there's something <laughs> called Potify. <laughs> the best way to help out the show is to tell a friend and to share this episode on social media. So um, would you Luke, would you consider sales a like a sprint or a marathon? A marathon. A marathon. Well, I have a joke about sprinters. So what do sprinters eat before a race? Nothing. They fast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at reminderme.com or you can find us on Instagram. We're at wah, Stay wah. Paid
1: Podcast. <laughs> for this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. <laughs> Guys, and I'm Luke A. I think the action item from this is you just heard our framework that we've been using and we do it for thousands of calls. You, The key, I think, here in the action item is you need a framework for your sales process that you walk people through, right? I call it the golden road to the Wizard of Oz, right? You want to stay on that golden road. And the reason why you want that framework is because throughout your process of walking down the road, you're going to have things coming at you that want to knock you off the road. And remember that a call, a presentation, it has fatigue, right? So you need to be on process and you get to a point when you stick on process and you have something that you can do over and over and over again, you really refine it and it becomes easy and you know exactly where you're going. So what is your sales process? That's the action item. What is your process on the phone? What is your process at an in-face presentation? In-face? In-your-face presentation. (laughs) In our prospect presentation. That's your action item. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today.